Welcome to Story Hooked, the podcast where we cast our line into the world of reading in search of books that make us happy. Ready to dive in? Let's get you hooked on a new book. Welcome to another episode on Story Hooked. Today I have the amazing opportunity to talk to BK Borison. And I just got to ask you right now, actually, do you go by BK Borison as like your author name? Do you go by, does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, do I call you yeah. Bex? Do I call you, how yeah, did you come up with that? BK Borison, so my, my real name is Becca, um, but Bex Becca. is a nickname that most people call me. And I, I did the pen name BK Borison because I wanted some separation between my work life at the time um, and my writing life. So BK is fine. Bex is fine. Becca's fine. Rebecca's what my good. mom calls me. She's mad, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, that's awesome. Okay, I always ask. I always think that's so cool. Like as a writer, how how you separate that like work life from regular life. That's so cool that you do that. Sorry, just a random side note. I think that's so fun. Um, I would like to be your friend, so I'll probably call you Bex. So maybe we that's can be fun. friends. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go. Okay. So Bex B.K. Borson wrote the is writing currently the Love Light Farm series, and I just have to give you a little background how I found Bex, how I found B.K. Borson. I was on Instagram, Bookstagram, and as we all are, we're scrolling through reels, just looking, and I saw this hilarious reel about a Christmas tree farm, and I love Christmas. I was obsessed. It was such a vibe, and I'm like, what is this book? And I found so I found your page. And I was like, what is this cute contemporary romance? Looked at it and it looked so fun. So I just like slid into your DMs and I'm like, hi, like an awkward person. I'm like, hi, your books are amazing. Can we be friends? And here we are. That's kind of how it started. It's so funny. Um, but those amazing books, I just love small town romance. It's contemporary small town romance. And... I just fell in love with them so, so hard. You write the most incredible stories with amazing leading men. Oh, I'm like, I'm swooning over here already. Love them so much. So Bex, tell us a little bit about you. How did you get into writing? Whatever you want to say. Sure. So hi, my name hi. is <laughs> BK Um <laughs> It's still funny introducing myself that way. Sometimes my husband would be like, it's BK Borson. <laughs> it's um, BK Borson. <laughs> my alternate personality. But um, I actually, I've been writing for a long time. My job before full-time writing was, I was nice. a copywriting for a bunch oh, of different Oh, wow. Writers. No way. Okay. <laughs> I wrote really boring stuff, like apartment <laughs> descriptions and oh. <laughs> website copy and stuff like that. And okay. during the I had my baby during the pandemic mm. and I wasn't feeling very creatively fulfilled um, from my job, from being a mom. Um, sure. And so I started writing Love Light at that point um, wow. just for a way to exercise my brain and go somewhere else and to have this warm, sure. comforting place to disappear to. Um, happy. Yeah, my happy. Um, and I didn't have any expectations. I didn't have a bookstagram. I didn't have anything. I was just like, I'm going to write this book. I'm going to see what happens and we'll go from there. So I wrote the book. I literally just put it on Kindle Unlimited, the Kindle platform. Um, 
started my Instagram and then it really just exploded. And yeah. I still don't believe it, how everything <laughs> happened, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> That's so awesome. So you, it was a pandemic. I need to find a creative outlet that's going to bring you joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so beautiful. That's so beautiful. I feel like a lot of us during the pandemic rediscovered reading, writing. Yeah. Um, for me personally, reading, I was just kind of like, what am I doing with my life? And being a mom, I relate with you with that creative mm-hmm. something. I need some kind of like escapism, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And so reading was that for me. So I love that writing was that for you. I'm so glad that you found that and blessed us with the love light series like i knew good things came from the pandemic i knew it and that's one of them i was it's funny i was actually my husband is a physician so the pandemic was really tough on our family because he was working all the time he had a a brand new baby right and he was at a community hospital so he was he was working like 18 hour days and it was hard it was hard during that time to think of things that were good that came out of the pandemic because i was never I didn't see my husband ever. Um, uh, and when I did, oh my gosh. yeah. So it's, we were just talking about it the other day, but the pandemic completely changed our lives. And obviously the, the not great ways, but in really mm, wonderful ways, because I don't know if I ever would have been brave enough to write if I wasn't at home all the time, if I, right. if I was distraction free all the time, you know, so it, in, in some ways, I'm grateful that it gave me the opportunity to sort of push myself because right. I'm in a place now where I'm doing a job I love. I have a lot of freedom. I can be home with my baby. Um, yeah. So it's been, it's been good. It's been great. Right. That's awesome. A little bit of a mountain, a little bit. Yeah. A large yeah. mountain. That must have been so hard. Oh, my goodness. Here you are on the other side of it. Yeah, living the dream. That's so awesome. I'm glad that you love what you do. We are so we are so glad that you are doing that. Oh, I you know I speak for a lot of people to say thank you for blessing us with that. Okay, speaking of writing, you got into writing. You decided to write a romance. You decided to write small town romance. It's a really popular genre I've noticed, which I love because I eat it up. Obviously, it's popular for a reason. What do you think drew you to write small town romance? And why do you think why do you think readers love it so much? Why are we into it? What do you think? I think what drew me to it at that point, like I said, I started writing during the pandemic, and I think right. me and a lot of other people were really itching for community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the great thing about small town romance is that it's not just love between the couple, the, the protagonist, mm-hmm. it's love between friends and it's love within community. And I think it represents right. a lot of things um, that we look for and hope for in our own communities, you know, like nosy neighbors that are invested, um, yes. but care about each other deeply. Yes. Um, a good coffee shop, like a good book shop. Like there's always quirky <laughs> characters. There's always like this just wholesome, happy place and that's why I wrote a small town is because I wanted to create a place that felt good to go to and felt good for people to visit in the book Um, and I also knew I knew the book would be for because I wanted each of the books to represent a different season Um, yes I saw that on your post today (laughs) that was so cool I wanted the the world to feel big enough where we could spread out over the four books but I wanted it to feel Small Crazy. enough for the reader felt like they were coming back to a place that they loved. But there were different places within this town 
to visit, you know, different avenues. So, um, for me, I think it was just a desire to be somewhere that felt good. I love that. That's so awesome. Once again, just even during the pandemic, you're like, I'm going to write something good that some people to come home to that is cozy and happy place to be. That's beautiful. That is so beautiful. <laughs> I, ah, I'm so inspired by that because I found so much joy and happiness in this, even just right now in my own life. And I'm pretty open about like mental health things that I struggle with. And this is something that brought me joy that I'm like, that was so nice to have that. So I'll say if that was your goal, you did a good job <laughs> for me. It worked. It worked yeah. for me. That was the, I think that was probably the most surprising piece of it. Cause I, I can say wholeheartedly that I wrote love light farms for myself. Yeah. Um, and when I put it out, I was like, it would be really great if someone else found something in this that they liked. And that's been the most rewarding part. I think is that so many people resonate with, you know, the themes and the stories and the characters and what the characters yes. are going through. Um, of course, there's people that don't, and that's fine. But right, at the, right, yeah. for me, it, I think the most exciting, rewarding, joyful thing has been connecting with readers who are like, this meant something to me. And it's it's yes. really special to have that piece of myself that I put in a book and then have a reader like you pick up the book and be like, you know, it's like my heart to your heart. It's like heart hugs back and forth. And I really that's- like that. I love that. It's heart hugs. Oh, it's so cute. No, it's so true. And even today, I will say before um, before we started this podcast, I was on Bookstagram talking to people like, okay, who's your favorite couple, mm-hmm. who's favorite moment, this stuff, and connecting with people. It was those heart hugs. It was those connections with people. They were like, I love this scene. I'm like, me too. Or they'd say, this guy reminds me of my husband. Like, Caleb, I talked to someone today who said, Caleb is like just like my husband. I was like, shut up. No way, me too. And then we were like talking about heart husbands would be good friends and then we're like we just become best friends like I love that connection in the bookstagram community we were just mutually just so in love with your books it's so fun it's so fun okay this I have another question I want to ask you that I think is I'm really interested in this how do you just speaking of your absolutely lovable freaking lovable characters um how do you write your characters in a small town, making them compelling, giving them unique traits without making it too, uh, I'm not saying this exactly right. You, How do you approach writing your characters? What makes them so lovable and what traits do you put in there? Kind of what were you thinking? I know you have a lot of characters that you wrote. Well, I knew I wanted to write men. I, I caught, oh, my dog, he's coming in. My dog's Oh my gosh, you have a dog too. Hi, puppy. Hey, dogs. No, I was going to say dogs in your books. He hides in the bathroom. Yeah, I'm going to open the door. You're totally fine. It's his room. It's his safe space. It's where he's going. That's so cute. Okay, did, did your dog make it into your second book? Like Beckett, like adopting all of the animals? I was like, yeah, it's okay. It's funny. I haven't written. I was thinking about that today when I was working on my new book. I haven't written a dog. I wrote oh, a yeah. dog. Cats, Dick ducks. Oh, okay. I think Beckett makes Caleb adopt a dog at the very end of Mixed Signals. <laughs> That's um, right. That dog, that dog is based on one of my good friend's dogs who she adopted. Oh, um, and she really, 
she really wanted her dog in the book. So I was like, we're going to put Poppy in the book. So Poppy, <laughs> Poppy is a real life. A real life oh, no way. The one that was supposed to be a police dog, but it's like a super cute yeah. dog. That's so cute. <laughs> That's adorable. But, I love that. But Sorry, my, go my, on. No, my characters, I think I, I am a self-professed soft boy advocate in which I've always wanted to write men that are very emotionally I'm trying to think of the right word I want to write men that are like strong and confident and appealing and attractive but I also want them very in touch with their I want them to be vulnerable um and not necessarily like vulnerable from the jump but vulnerable with the partners that they choose for themselves right Um, so it's important for me to write male characters that are healthy and supportive and kind always baseline kind um and so for me it was really fun playing with that in different ways with each of my leading men I feel like Luca most like a quintessential book boyfriend um yes and Beckett is very different in that he is he is the grump in the sunshine grump, but uh-huh. not for the reasons you think he would be. Just because yes. you know, yes, so exactly. It's been, it's been it's been fun, sort of. It, it's I I was trying to explain my process to someone, and I it's like I don't know what my process is because mm. I think I just let myself brainstorm or imagine. Right like the ideas of these characters come into my brain and then like, I just let myself think about them and understand them and learn them and know them and talk to them. Um, right. And then just give them space to breathe and be. Um, I will say that Charlie out of my four characters has been the most vocal in that I knew right away exactly who Charlie was. Um, probably awesome. the, the toughest to suss out was probably Caleb mm. in trying to understand who he was and where he was coming from. Right. I start I start every book with I I know what the idea of the book is, but I start with like I write like I write like Beckett. Here this is who Beckett is. This right. is what how Beckett needs to grow. And right. this is where Beckett's gonna end up. And then I'll be Evelyn. Oh, okay. And this is who Evelyn is. This is what her big issue is during this book. This is how right. she needs to and then how they grow together um but other than that I just listen to who they are which is a funny thing to say like I talked to I love that I love that that's super awesome (laughs) my husband's bringing me a tea oh that's nice good job your soft soft boy boy. brought you a tea oh that's so sweet (laughs) <laughs> okay any of your boys inspired by him is he is there little bits of him in there i think there's probably bits of my husband in multiple characters it's funny so my name is becca um and i'm probably most like beckett out of all my books oh my gosh my husband, really yeah my husband's name is ian and he's probably the most like evelyn and like it was like <laughs> it was like six months after the book came out and my husband was reading it or I was reading or someone was reading it. And I was like, Beckett and Evie, Beckett and Evie. And people refer to us as Beck and E, Beck and E. And I was like, Oh my God. That's like us. (laughs) They wrote us. (laughs) That's so awesome. 
awesome. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, so your trope is the reverse scruffy sunshine. <laughs> yeah, I am very much an introvert. I'm a very quiet, reflective person. And my husband mm. is Mr. Social Butterfly. Um, oh my he, gosh. he gets his energy from people and Evelyn yeah. very much gets her energy from people and helping and stories and learning. Definitely. Um, he just wants to be on his back porch by himself. <laughs> Let me just be here with my duck and my cow. And I love Beckett. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing. You're like, wait a second. Did I write our relationship? You're so cute. That's awesome. That is so fun. <laughs> Well, I love that you, how you write compelling characters is you just get to know them like you would another person. That makes so much mm -hmm. sense. It's the way that we connect with other human beings is getting to know people who they are. And as you go through your friendship or relationship with someone, as it grows, you both grow together. So it makes sense that writing compelling characters is like having like a friendship with someone, right? Yeah. And sometimes as you're writing too, like something will come up and you'll just be like, oh, God. and like, you'll realize something. Like when I was writing Love Life Farms, for example, mm -hmm. um, I knew Luca and Stella were meant to be together. I knew Becca and Evelyn were going to be together, but yeah. originally Charlie, I'd planned for Charlie and Layla to be together. Um, oh, really? I writing, mm -hmm, and I was writing it and I was like, Charlie's just, Charlie's just too much for Layla, I think. <laughs> Um, and I was he's a little I, too he, silly. <laughs> yeah, he he is a high energy high man. Energy. And like, he's a himbo, and he's like a little bit of a fuck boy. Um, and I, Layla needed someone who was more sincere. Um, yes. And I remember I was writing, and I got to the scene where Caleb shows up at Stella's house after uh -huh. after there's an intruder on the farm or whatever. Um, oh, but yeah. I wrote Caleb like Caleb shows up with like his shirt buttoned wrong and he's being real sweet and it's the middle of the night uh -huh. and I texted my friend Annie I was like Caleb is for Layla and so sometimes uh -huh. when you're writing it just changes that's so interesting okay yeah I see I'm trying to think like putting Charlie and Layla together I can't see it just based on how I saw them in the other scenes clearly he was just so like in the opening scene of mixed signals when she like sees him and he's like drunk out of his mind <laughs> she's like you little you drunk man child and he's like come do it i just was i was dying i was like that's hysterical it was like it gave very big brother vibes like i did not feel romance yeah. there you know what i mean i bet you discovered yeah, that too exactly. you're like no no <laughs> um have you seen wrote, oh go ahead yeah i was gonna say i wrote a scene for them they have a lot of interaction in business casual um yeah. charlie's book the fourth book um <sighs> And it was really fun. There's one specific scene between him and Layla that is is just it's was really fun for me to write. Yeah. And only two people have read Business Casual, my editor at Berkeley and my my dear friend Annie. Um mm -hmm. and both of them at that scene left a comment that said LOL. So <laughs> <laughs> Yes, okay. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm gonna like that scene a lot. It's <laughs> gonna be a lot of I feel like there's gonna be a lot of laughs in Business Casual. He, Charlie has made me laugh a lot. I will say he's freaking adorable. <laughs> what What has been an absolute joy about writing Business Casual is that it's all the characters are very present because they're very involved with Charlie and Nova, mm. and 
all the couples are established. So you see what Luca and Stella are up to and Beck and Evelyn are up to and Caleb and Layla. And it was fun getting to play with like the payoff of having all of those love stories done and like right. they're in the family ever after and like seeing what they're doing now. That was really enjoyable for me as yeah. a writer to play with in addition to Charlie and Nova having their having moment. Right, for sure. I love that you, I think you balanced that really well in your other books that you had Love Light Farms and you had the other players in there. You had little like tidbits where I'm telling you one sentence of Caleb like staring at Layla in Love Light Farms and he gets like a little pink on his face and he's blushing. It was one sentence and I was like, I love them. <laughs> I love them already. I was like, I love them so much. So you add little things in there, but you've got like the focus on them. But then as your series went on, I just loved that, like Luca talking to Beckett out on the field when he's planting those trees and Beckett trying to talk to like his sweet, like coworker slash bestie Layla when he already had his happily ever after. It's just, I loved how you combined them in the stories enough to build the story without like taking the focus off, but also you want to, we want to know what's going on with them. You know, we want to know where, where's Luca? Where, what is Stella up to? Does she have more trees that she's collecting? You know, we want to know what's going on with them. You had such a good balance with that. So I'm so excited to see all three of them in the business casual thing is going to be so fun to read. Oh my goodness. It is. So spring 2024. Yes. Not spring. Uh... No, never mind. I made that up in my mind. I am so sorry. It's, it's just 2024. My bad. <laughs> it's the it's the first half of 2024, which is all I can say about it. I'm That's all not you can allowed say. to say. Oh, you're not allowed to say. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. No. First half. Okay. First half of first 2024. Half. Okay. Some skin of our teeth. The first half. <laughs> okay. Like barely the first half. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> I can do that. <sighs> I can do that. I, I will do that for Charlie. <laughs> That's been the that's been hard for me as an indie writer going to traditional publications, yes. um, which has been it's been great. It has I've I am so lucky to be picked up by Berkeley, um, but it's been yeah. challenging to like, have the book done and not be able to talk about it and not immediately <laughs> put it out. You're so. like, wait, what are these rules? They're like, welcome to <laughs> this is publishing. Yeah. You're like, wait, excuse me. <laughs> I'm pretty I sure every see. day I put, like I post this like I'm just I'm, I'm I can't help myself and I post something and I'm sure my editor is just like heavy <laughs> sign. Oh, oh, <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, speaking of that, actually, indie versus traditional publishing because I, I I'm not sure when you signed on with Berkeley, but I think I found your books before you were. Cause you were an indie, you went indie and published those mm -hmm. books. And then I saw like Berkeley coming out this day. And I was like, wait, you already wrote the book. Oh, she got picked up by, uh, by like a publishing company, Berkeley, Berkeley, like yeah. big name Berkeley. That's a big romance name. Um, so what has that process been like for you? Like you kind of mentioned a little bit about how it's a little bit different, but tell me what was that experience like? It was wild because, so I got picked up. I, like I said, when I published Love Light, I had no intention of like, I didn't have a plan. I was just like, let's see. And then once yeah. I published Love Light and it did well, I was like, okay, we'll publish the full series, all four books, indie. Right. And we'll see what happens. 
we'll see if I want to pursue traditional after that, because I didn't know enough about the industry. And then when I started doing research into querying and submissions and that whole process, I was really intimidated and I didn't want to, I didn't want to, a lot of times when you submit your work in the query process to get an agent, that's the first step. You submit a query to an agent and then the agent shops your manuscript to the publishing houses. Mm. Um, But a lot of times in that initial stage, um, you can send, you'll send your work off to different agents and they'll say yes or no, right. but a lot of times you don't hear anything. And so I didn't want to send my book out there and not know if it was good or not. I sort of right. just wanted, I just wanted to see, I just wanted to see. So right. I didn't. And then I was like, <laughs> at, the, at the end of the series, I'll see, I'll, maybe I'll try to query my next project just to see what happens. Okay. Um, but luckily my agent, Kim, um, she saw my books um, sort of having their moment and she reached out and we connected and we talked about um, what I hope for with my career, my writing career, right. um, what sort of projects I was thinking of doing next. Um, and she took me on as a client. We were not planning on shopping Love Light around to publishers. Um, mm. But then she was like, <laughs> Actually, I'm, I probably shouldn't share this, but I wrote something to tell. We talked about some a story idea. I wrote half of it and she read it and she was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, this is not it. We're going to show nah. this project. <laughs> she was like, let's see. Let's see what Love Light does. Um, and I was like, I was like, sad panda, like demoralized. I was fine. Let's see. And then we got a bunch of interest on Love Light. Um, Berkeley was one of those people that was interested. Um, wow. And I actually got the call when we took a family vacation to Disney. Um, and my agent, Kim, texted and said, can I call you? And I was like, of course. I'm like, oh, my God. Is she going to drop me? Does she hate me? Like, oh, my no. brain. And she calls. And it was just, we were on one of the Disney buses to take us to Epcot, I think. And uh-huh. it was like very aggressive banjo music playing in the background. And yeah, it's like, you know, like the Disney thing. And yes. my agent was like, she was, Kim was like, where are you? And I was like, I'm on a bus in Disney. What's up? And <laughs> What's she, was up? Like, Disney? she was like, well, you've got a book deal. Berkeley wants, Berkeley wants to publish Love Light. And I was like, oh, like Love Light? She was like, no, they want all of Love Light. And so and she was like, they want all of Love Light. They want business casual and they want to do the first book in your next series, whatever you decide to do. And I was like freaking out. I was, I just looked at my husband and I kept going. I was like, I kept mouthing like, oh my God. Like, oh. <laughs> like I never expected. And then I was like, and then we went to Epcot and I think I drank 17 margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, let's go. I was like, I was, I was my daughter, my daughter's three, and she was just like, "Why is mommy crying and drinking margaritas? Why is mommy crying? Because <laughs> mommy just got signed with Big Berkeley. That's what happened. It was, it was unexpected. It was. I'm, I am so incredibly lucky to be working with Berkeley. I For love sure. the, whole, the whole team. There has been great in the process of transitioning. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a whirlwind of a year, that's for sure. I bet I can imagine, oh my goodness, getting that news and just being like, What? And you're already at the happiest place on earth and you're like, I'm the happiest person yeah. on earth. <laughs> that's awesome. That is so awesome. Okay. 
Um, do you think there's anything you'll miss from indie publishing? Are you like the transition? Have you been like, okay, I like this. Or do you think that that'll be like a future question? Cause just kind of their books that you've already written. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah. I, Oh gosh. I, I love the support in traditional so much because before when I was indie, I would write the book, organize the cover illustration. I, you would write the book and then you would immediately edit the book and then you would copy edit the book. Right. And it felt, it was just me and my friend Annie who would do it. And right. I would always be so paranoid that I would misspelled a word. There was always inevitably something that slipped through the cracks because it's just two people. Yeah. Um, so now that I'm with traditional, it is phenomenal to have so many eyes on the work before it goes to readers. Right. Um, so I am so great. And I've, I told my editor at Berkeley before, you know, we started working together. The one I, I want to keep growing and learning and being better and writing better stories. Right. Um, and I felt like Berkeley was going to give me the opportunity to do that. Like I'd get to work sure. with people who work with really incredible writers and put out some yeah. really incredible romantic stories. So yeah. for me, it was an opportunity to grow and that was important. Um, but I do, I do miss some of the control of indie. I think I probably right. irritate the poor art department at Berkeley quite a bit. Um, <laughs> I've got a lot of thoughts about covers and colors and art um, uh-huh. and I'm probably really annoying about that. But it's, <laughs> I, I've loved it so far and I hope, I hope eventually to be more of a hybrid author where I do some indie work and I do some traditional work. Hey, okay. Um, but I think right now where I'm at, I'm really enjoying being with Berkeley. That's awesome. That's what you need right now. And hybrid, mm-hmm. I support you. I support you. I back you and whatever you want to do because whatever it is, it's going to be amazing. I love that you have that support now. And you have Bookstagram's support as well. I know that's not, you know, a publishing company. We don't, like, <laughs> pay you money, but we freaking love you. <laughs> it's been – it's the the support from the Bookstagram community has been so special because it, without it, my books wouldn't have – Done what they've done. I would have never been picked up by Berkeley. I'm confident in that. Had it not, wow. had I not had the support on Bookstagram. Wow, that is that's so cool. I I actually I talked to um, my friend Lindsay. She's from the Real Life Book Reviewer on Bookstagram, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about this. We talked about you know as a Bookstagrammer, you're like. We want to support indie authors. We want to help them get to what they want to be. We want to love them and love their books. And it's cool hearing it from an author as well, seeing like the us, the support is such a good thing. And so we all just oh, want to yeah. spread that happy and that joy. So I'm glad that yeah. I'm glad that you're where you want to be. That's awesome. Um. Okay. I want to jump into just kind of analyzing romance novels in general you were saying Berkeley gets has some awesome authors in there some really compelling love stories I have strong feelings about this about the romance genre about why it is so important and Mm -hmm. I bet you do too because I love Mm -hmm. that you said you feel strongly about having soft boys those soft sweet men that are kind and have real problems but are also vulnerable with their lady so awesome i love it so i want to ask you what do you think makes a romance story truly compelling truly heartwarming and what why do you think it's important and how did you include that in your books 
I love romance because I know that no matter what happens in that book, it's going to end in a good place. And I think that that assurance that there's going to be a payoff for me as a reader and I won't be left heartbroken or devastated. I mean, there's certainly romances that along the way rip out your heart, but at the end you're always given a happy ending. And that, that is something that I think is needed. (laughs) And I think, I think, I mean, if you look at the New York times bestseller list, 90% of them are romances. And I think that's for a reason because people want to feel good. It's the same reason that like Ted Lasso and Abbott elementary, are some of the like the most played shows because they're happy and they make people feel good. Um, I think we've got enough things that make us feel bad. And I think romance, the, the hope that you can find something like that for yourself, that you can grow and be whoever you want to be. And there'll be someone out there to love you. I think it's a very hopeful message that everyone, no matter what you look like, sound like, feel like, you know, mm-hmm. all, there's so many different romances and so many different romance subgenres, yeah. but everyone finds their happy ending. And I think that's just really, that's the, that's the, I think, little girl in me that loves the happy ending at the end of the story. Um, yeah. And I think it's something we all deserve. And so I like, I like writing it. I like reading it and I think it's just really special. I love that so much. Amen. Again, for everyone in the back. (laughs) Yes. I am like applauding you because just yes. Yes to everything that you said. I love that. I actually had a conversation with um, Chloe Lease about this. Who's one of my good friends. We've connected through writing romance and we've been seeing a lot from like publications like that have taken notice of the romance genre suddenly because it's booming. Um, let's say like this is not just a romance book. And it's so frustrating to me when I see that statement, it's not just a romance because I've never read a romance that is just a romance. It's never Mm -hmm. just a romantic story. It's about, it's about, uh, the the heroes growing in themselves and with each other they're almost always facing like some sort of like internal battle whether it's mm-hmm. like anxiety or depression or grief it's yeah. like romant- romantic story romance as a genre I have never read a romance and been like oh this is just a love story there's almost always something else that I've I've learned from it about myself, about love, about life. And so I get really frustrated when I see the rest of the world being like, oh, this is just romance. It's never just romance. And that I feel like it diminishes this genre into something small to make other people more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it something that women love? And so I, I, I take offense when someone says it's more than a romance. Well, all romance is more than romance. It's just, it's on you as the reader to take more out of each story you read. So that's on you. It's not on romance. <laughs> that's on you, fool. Romance is doing just fine without you. No, it is so true, though. It is so, Anytime someone starts hating on the romance genre, I get real fired up. And I'm like a generally kind person but I'm like I've like steams coming out of my ears and I'm like oh man it's just I'm, I'm totally with you I'm totally with you and it just romance but it's like it's more than just that I'm like wait you mean the entire story 
that is building there? Like, what are you talking about? So I'm so, I'm so with you because it's, it's like you said, the world has enough that is bad and we need those hopeful things. There's a reason that we were so like into those, like you said, as a little girl, because it gave us hope and hope is something that we all need in a world that's like, there's enough hopelessness. You know what I'm saying? So I'm totally with you mm-hmm. on that. Um, okay. I also wanted to ask you when we, I guess we're kind of jumping around here, but when you're we talking about bookstagram, people were like supporting you. Do you have any like fun stories of interactions with readers or even another author? Just speaking of hope and happiness and joy that has come from writing romance, meeting readers is there any like fun, happy, joyful experiences that have come from that? Does that make sense? I I think probably the most joyful thing for me about like I've written romantic stories for years, for a very long time, but it's something mm. I've kept, kept very private to myself for, you know, that reason that people would be like, oh, she writes romance or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been like my dirty little secret. I wrote fan fiction forever. Um, but I oh, you, it that's so cool. Oh my gosh. I would read your fan fiction. Ah, that's so cool. I, I will never say what fan fiction I wrote, but I will say if someone guesses it, then I'll say yes. But a couple <sighs> people have shown up in my DMs being like, I read your fan fiction. Da, da, da. I'm like, ah, you found me. Um, you found so me. Oh, so it's not under BK Borison. No, it's not BK Borison. No, it's a, it's a secret, super secret name. Um, (laughs) but for me I think what's been the most rewarding and just fun for me as a person is like becoming a romance writer declaring I'm a romance writer and everyone in my like real life that has been so supportive and excited Mm. about it but also everyone people in my life who never read romance before picking up romance to support me as a romance writer um my husband has a very close knit friend group of like 20. I'm not, I'm exaggerating, but there's like, there's like 12 <laughs> guys in this group. They have been best friends since they were in preschool. Like oh literally the pictures, all of these boys. That's um, adorable. And they are very supportive and loving. And they're probably the most like emotionally available men I've ever seen together. They get every time they're together, someone is crying. It's just like it's all, and all of the wives and partners and girlfriends are always like, they're always like doing their thing as men. But I think the most <laughs> lovely, thing, the lovely thing for me is that they were also jazzed when I put out a book and my husband was like, Becca wrote a book. And they were all like, we're going to buy the book. We're going to read the book. And I was like, it's a romance book, guys. So like, we're going to read the book. And I think the most the funny thing for me is all these men that have read my book and they've been like into it. And like, we were, oh. we, we've been, we've been having a lot of weddings in the group because a lot of them are getting married. And like, every time we're at a wedding, they're discussing what character they would be. And like, they're, oh like, that's a, they're like, that's a Luca move, dude. And it's just, <laughs> Stop it. I, I was nervous that there would be people in my real life that would sort of make fun of me for it or make a joke mm. out of it. But right. everyone has been like so into it. And like I've had girlfriends who've never read romance before who picked up the book and were like, I didn't know there were books like this. And so mm. getting to share some of my other romance favorites with my friends and just ex- expanding this world, this interest that I've had 
um, with people in my real life has been really fun. That is like, oh my gosh, I just love that so much. Have you, have you read the Bromance Book Club books? It's exactly like that. It's exactly, exactly like that in real life. I knew, I knew it existed somewhere because I read that. I, men, emotionally unavailable men whatever you want to call them that are like, Oh, this is happen in real life. Ha. It does happen in real life with people that know how to touch into their feelings because they're emotionally balanced. You weirdos. Those people that think that, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, oh, just like, anyways, anyway, sorry. I, I will not go on a weird tangent, but I will tell our listeners if you haven't read bromance book club, I love that book so much. Mostly because I'm telling my husband, like you could learn a lot from romance novels. I'm telling you, and he's read a few books that I've recommended, not his type of book, but he did it for me. And he's like, this is actually, he says, actually, I say actually really good. I promise he's not like one of those men that thinks that he's better yeah. than that. I think he just. No, but it's like, a, it's a realization. Yeah. Yes, They're exactly. Like, like it's like, oh, there's more, there's more to this than I thought there was. Right. And you're like, yes, now you can go spread that around and like learning from it. I'm like, oh, it just, it helps even like helps relationships. I don't know. Romance is just the best. I love that he has those. It, it, does. it really does. It does right? because when my, my, I told my husband I was writing a romance novel and he was like, cool, like supportive, like, yeah, go, yeah. go, you do it. And then he read it when I finished it and mm-hmm. he was like, you wrote a book. And he was like, it was, it was a different way for me to show him like my brain and my heart and like right. just a different way to communicate. And I think it's yeah. him reading romance in general, I think is, it's a different way to like be emotionally available, but then right. reading romance I wrote specifically, he's getting a different way of to looking connect. at me. Right. Mm-hmm. To connect with you. That is so romantic. <gasps> That could be a great romance novel, a romance novel writer and how the husband reads it and reconnects with them. Anyways, I don't know. Everyone out there, you can use that as an idea because <laughs> that is beautiful. I'm so glad that you have that. That is so beautiful. Um, all right. Um, I have so many more questions for you. I know that you are a busy, busy woman writing business casual and your other works that maybe you can't talk about, but maybe you could like (laughs) drop little hints on here because we want to know what's going on. Um, I know that it must be difficult to be writing in the romance genre where like people have certain expectations of how it's going to be, but like you said, it ends with a happily ever after. So that's nice. Um, do you think that there are any risks that you've taken, unconventional choices, kind of like what you're talking about, writing soft men? Because sometimes in romance genre, you can get some men that are a little bit, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. You, you know what I mean? I'm making a face. Yeah. Listeners, you can't see my face right now, but Bex understands <laughs> what I'm talking about, and you understand too. Just interesting men there. Um, have you taken yeah, any? I th- oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think. I think. I mean, I, I love reading those books too with those types of men. Like I, I read oh, yeah. romance with oh, alpha definitely. men. Big, um, <laughs> I love that. I same. Yeah. Everybody, not to yuck anyone's yum. Like I, I love those books too. Um, but hundred percent. Yeah. I think my, my books are definitely softer and slower. Um, and I think sometimes I get reactions from people like, 
I'm, I write very character-driven books, relationship-driven books. Yes. And people can be like, people can be, I get sometimes some comments that are like, well, there's no plot. Like what happened in this book? Sometimes, because I focus on details and small things. Right. Um, but that's my preference. I think I like writing right. books where we see little touches and the plot is, <laughs> it's the romance and the characters. And, yes. You know? They grow throughout the book. I get I get so frustrated sometimes when it's like there's no plot. I'm like the plot is the romance. The romance is the plot. <laughs> yeah, um, they are one and the same. I'm yeah. not getting this. Um, but I I hope to keep challenging myself with different mm. different worlds and different ideas. I have a really exciting idea that's burning running laps in the back of my brain while I work on this next project that I'm really excited to challenge myself with. It's very different than okay. anything I've written. Um, I have two projects. Oh gosh, my, my brain is literally like a hamster wheel of ideas. And so I, I hope <laughs> I have the opportunity to keep writing these stories. And I think yes. I will. Um, I'm excited to try different things, but still have like the core of what makes mm. Love Light so special, which is like cozy, right. comfort, happy reading. I hope. Yes. I think the challenge for me will be applying that into different app, like universes and worlds and situations. Right. Without it. For sure. Like, You're like, dumb. yeah. Yeah, for sure. You're yeah. like, I want to grow and do these things different, but also keep your core. Like mm-hmm. I call it, I've said this with other authors. Every author has a type of magic, you know, the, just like the call it the call it the Becca magic, like just the magic that you put into your books that makes them so amazing. And if that goes away because of trying to do something else, like I love that you're like, I want to keep that there because I that is why your books are so compelling because it's got you in there. It's got your special mm-hmm. the magic. I call it just that magic. Everyone's got that for their book, and it is what works for some people, not for others, but it works. For who it does, it is like it's changing their lives. It's changing their romance lives and just their connections with other people. So I, I'm excited to see what you do. Can you? Okay, is that all you can tell us? Is that you've got two projects in the works? Is that all you can say? It's okay if it is. I'm not gonna pull it out of you, but maybe like <laughs> I'm trying to think what I can say. So Berkeley bought all of the light, and they right. they acquired the first book in a new series, and the okay. new series is what I'm working on right now. Um, I, I told you before. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I told you before we started recording that I finally feel like I'm at the point where I can talk about it, but I still feel like I'm like still holding myself back from saying it. It's the it's the first book of a new series. I haven't decided how many books will be in that series yet. All right, that was my um, first question. Yeah, I don't know how many. It's either two or three. Um, okay. I haven't decided. Um, it's not a small town romance. Okay. But it still it still has elements that like still found family still like a a really like close-knit group of people I'm trying to figure out what I can say I really (laughs) I'm loving everything you're saying so far whatever you're saying I'm eating it up just keep going just keep going (laughs) it takes place at a radio station that's probably the first time I outright said it I've been alluding to it a lot but it takes place at a radio station okay Um, Found family, radio station. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, a, uh, he's a grump. She is hopeful mm. and vulnerable 
And he is a little grumpy clam just scooting along. Um, <laughs> probably all I can say about it right now. Um, but so, sold, sold. That's no after because that's that'll be my first project post mm. Love Light. Okay. Ah, so excited. Whenever that happens, whatever support is there, I'm there. Sold. Just wrap that yeah. up and give it to a kid on Christmas because I am so <laughs> into it. Oh, that sounds awesome. Okay, thank you for sharing that with us. You're so uh, the little sneak peeks. Oh, that just is so awesome. Thank you for sharing what you can with us. I'm so excited for you. Okay, let's jump to our listener questions because I'm taking so much of your time. It is so fun chatting with you. It is so fun sharing with you, but I know that we've got I've got nowhere to go. I am I am a painfully boring person. So we Okay, are perfect. <laughs> You're not painfully boring, first of all. I was like, oh perfect. Right. Wait a second. <laughs> no. You're not. You're so fun to talk you're so fun to chat with. And I love the breakaway from my beautiful kids. I love them, but man, I just yes. need like a little bit of bookish chatty time with some cool book people. So this is super fun. Okay. Oh, so this is a great uh segue into this question. One of our listeners asked how do you balance work life and personal life when you work from home? Um, actually, it's so I, I previously I was working a full time job writing. My daughter was at home with me um, and it was really, really hard. <laughs> it was really hard to spin all those plates in the air. For sure. Um, but now I'm at a place where my daughter's in preschool. She loves it. Um, yes. I was able to leave my job to be a full-time writer. So now it's just me puttering around my house um, writing. I will say the one challenge I do have um, when I am in deep drafting mode, Mm -hmm. it is really hard for me to pull my brain out of writing mode because my brain gets so into the rhythm and like into this, I'm not going to say alternate universe, but like I get very into the writing and like the rhythm of the story and the characters and like, Sometimes I think I carry the emotional load of my characters when I'm writing and it's hard for me to, it's like coming out of cobwebs when I come out of it. And so like I have, I'm really conscious of pulling myself out of story mode when my daughter's home and when my husband's home to be present. Um, And my, my husband works from home sometimes as well. And I write in complete silence because I get distracted very easily by like words and stuff. Right. Um, and when my husband's home working, he's like, <laughs> I think one day he's like, we live in a cone of silence because I'm just, like, <laughs> I putter around my house all day in silence, just like thinking, like I'm just always thinking of like these characters and what are they doing? And like, yeah. and my husband's like, what is happening? <laughs> it's so it's quiet, so quiet here. The sound so, of silence. <laughs> that's it. He's like, I need. He's like, I need sound. I need music. I need something. He's very like, he likes music constantly and noise. Right. Um, and I'm very like Beckett with my headphones on all the time. So yes, like Beckett. Oh my gosh, I love that part about him. That's actually, I have a kind of sensory thing too, where I can get overstimulated. I love people, but sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, it's too much. And I just stick my headphones on like this. My kids are talking to me so I can like, quote, still hear them, but it's muffled. So it's not like so grating on my nerves. Exactly like Beckett. I read that. I was like, I relate to that Mm -hmm. so much. I love that. (laughs) That's so cool. I love how you say you putter around in silence. You're just so cool. That's so awesome. (laughs) I 
I it's really that. not cool. I'm put her in my house. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> You're like, that's boring. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> it's a vibe. It is a total vibe. The Becca magic. It is. It is. It is cool that that's like my work, but like it's also yes. hard explaining to people like 100%. that my work is literally just walking around thinking about imaginary people. Like one of my <laughs> one of my husband's best friends was over and he was like, "So like, do you just write all day?" I was like, "Sometimes I'm writing, sometimes I'm thinking, sometimes I'm doing like the back end marketing, logistical stuff of it." Mm-hmm. But like sometimes it's just literally it's just me wandering around thinking about people so yeah (laughs) that's so cool okay Uh, did you ever see there was this reel that hannah witten posted i was laughing so hard she said come it was like come write with me and it was a picture or a video of her sitting in a spinny chair staring at the ceiling just spinning in circles (laughs) like thinking she's like literally this is me writing (laughs) She's just spinning in circles. I was laughing so hard. She's like, come right with me. And it was just like, <laughs> spin. Yeah. I'm just thinking yeah. about my characters. But that's writing. That's part of it. It's just it is sitting great. there and being in your head. That's awesome. I think when I, when I transitioned to writing full time, I was having a lot of anxiety about like, I was not writing the full day. Like I wasn't writing from nine to five. And right. I talked to a couple of friends and they were like, no, like, thinking about your care like thinking counts and yeah. so I've really let go of that like expectation of like sit down at nine write for 12 hours and then you know right it would be yeah. great if that happened because my books would come a lot faster but I also <laughs> I'm finding a lot of joy in like thinking about it more and being mm-hmm. more um what's the word in being more intentional yes thank you into- I, I got you and uh, intentional. She's a writer, but she can't think of <laughs> uh, Be more intentional with the choices I make with my stories. No, I love that. You put thought into it. It's not like just like, okay, I'm just going to onto this page, which yeah. I mean, sometimes you do that too, to just get words down and then work through oh, it. But I definitely do that. Right. You kind of got to do all the things. I say this just because I know a lot of writers and they tell me this. I don't know this by personal experience, but by like, what do you call that? Second like as a secondhand experience see yeah. yes see we're helping each other <laughs> secondhand experience see i'm a reader and i can't think of words honestly i will say funny thing when you when you're saying writer can't think of words i think it's the same thing like reader can't think of words when i was a kid i just devoured books like crazy i looked like gus gus from cinderella carrying books instead of food but it's like under my chin like from the library but people would say you're, you talk really smart, but what I would do is I would read these huge words. I'd go to my dad and be like, dad, what is this word? And he would tell me what it was. So I started using them. So I'm like, oh, I can use that in a everyday conversation. And people are like, whoa, like, I don't understand you. And I'm like, it's because I read. <laughs> like, we never yeah. say, but anyways, sorry. That's just a little me on a random side tangent. This is how my brain works. Um, okay. Speaking of puttering around in your robe, thinking you're so cute. <laughs> What does a typical day look like for you as an author? Like when you're writing, so it's not nine to five, kind of what do you do? I, so I usually have like two different modes. I'm either, I'm, I'm either drafting heavily, which is the mm-hmm. mode I'm in right now. So I'm like in heavy story mode where I'm writing a lot 
and mm-hmm. thinking a lot and moving the story forward. And right. I'm trying to hit like word count every day to sort of get to the first draft or I'm in like revision mode, editing mode and like marketing mode where I'm focusing more on the business side of writing um, <laughs> while doing like light writing, editing, brainstorming, that type of stuff. But when right. I'm in heavy draft mode, um, I get my girly up in the morning, um, get her off to school, get my husband off to work. And then I work from home, which is really nice because I have the freedom to sort of move around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try to write in blocks throughout the day and I take a break for like exercise and getting outside and like seeing humans and like life. Um, <laughs> nice. And nice. Then, <laughs> and then really it's, it's a lot of writing and my process with writing is I have a very loose outline that I don't necessarily always adhere to, mm-hmm. um, but I fine tune and revise as I write. Right. Um, so by the time my first draft is the hardest draft and it takes me the longest. Uh, sure. But once the first draft is done, it's like very clean and it's minimal work from there, that point forward. So nice. That's it. Gotcha. That's a lot of awesome. <laughs> give me that caffeine <laughs> caffeine to get through this <laughs> and drink your tea and all that that's awesome okay I love this next question and I echo this too and we kind of talked about this a little bit how do you write the sweetest male main characters they're so sweet we love these boys we love them so much I just love I don't know. I just, I I probably wish fulfillment, some of it. I mean, that's just the honest answer. I think we all want someone to care for us and to anticipate our needs to see and to see the parts of ourselves that we keep hidden. Um, So for me, I just like writing men that, uh, I don't even know, just like care, notice things and like detail oriented and like, I liked Luca showed his love through like action and was always trying to take care of Stella mm-hmm. and Beckett was a very quiet sort of love and he didn't know how to show it. And so his journey was mm-hmm. growing yes. with Evelyn to figure out like how to communicate. And there I got to revisit them in the, in the weeds bonus scene. And it was him acknowledging like they haven't been good at talking to each other. So like, now they're like in the relationship. So how do they communicate? Mm-hmm. Um, and Caleb, <laughs> my, my sweet sunshine boy, like he, uh, he is just so focused on himself and he had so much love to give, but he didn't have anyone to give it to, to like yes. fulfill that part of him. And when he found Layla to fulfill that need within him to like give all this love he became a more confident person because he was able to like fulfill himself that way. I don't know how, yeah. how they shape just that they do. And it's really, I really like, I really like writing them. And Charlie, Charlie has been really fun for me to write because he's, he's a goofball mm-hmm. and he's silly and he's a playboy. But I think writing him has been an opportunity to like, get to know him and why he does all these things right. and what does Nova see in him uh-huh. that no one else sees and what does, how does he grow and how does he sort of 
not change himself to be what Nova needs because he doesn't change himself, but like, how does he assess the parts of himself that are calmer? Like Nova calms him. And so, and he calms no, or in like, I like writing the balance between two characters of like chart Nova calms Charlie down, but Charlie amps Nova up because she needs it, you know? So right. It's really fun to play with. I love that so much. That is beautiful. I actually, I feel so strongly about this in romantic relationships is how like kind of like the pull push and pull of growth, helping each mm-hmm. other be not different, but like access, like what you're saying, access, access those parts of you that want to be loved and seen. And oh, I feel so strongly about that is that it's meeting each other's needs that like at the same time, just, I don't know how to say it. Like, like kind of with Charlie and Nova, someone to calm them down or amp them up to get, help them access parts of them that needed to come forward for them to access that joy that they needed. And even just yeah. in, in my own life, I can see that. That's like something that I always want. I was like, I want someone to just like love me for me, adore every part of me. That's other guys said I was too extra. Other guys said I was too much. You're too passionate. You're too this, you're too that, you know, that just, those hurt in those, I don't know, past relationships or whatever. But then someone would just be like, I love that about you. Someone that just had that yeah. love to give. And then they found someone to give it to like Caleb. Uh, I just see Caleb and I see my husband. <laughs> like uh, I see it so much because even just with him, he has all this love to give. And for some people they said that was too much. Just like with Caleb, I'm right. telling you, sorry, I internalized Caleb. So his no, that story. Yeah, it's just oh, it's so beautiful. So when he's like, we found each other, we're like, he's like, I have so much love to give. And I'm like, I need love. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> that is exactly Caleb and Layla. Like Layla, what really wanted so desperately to be loved for exactly who she was is. Yes. And Caleb oh was gosh. like. I'm getting emotional. And Caleb was like, I have so much love to give. And like, yeah. I, she, she just. You know, it, it's, and for Charlie and Nova, Charlie, everybody thinks Charlie is a lot and he's extra, but he's not when he's with Nova. Right. So, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see their thing play out. Okay. Can you tell me if you can't say anything? Bonus scene of <laughs> signals. I can you, yes. you can't tell us what it is. I can. Oh, you can. Um, okay. What is the bonus I scene? It is a bonus scene. It is. Uh, Caleb, I'm trying to remember. Sorry. Caleb and Layla go back to. It's like, I think a year into their relationship, maybe. They go back to the. They revisit the escape room together. From, Shut up. Yeah, they do. And uh, Caleb gets gets them a room by themselves they re- they get they go to the room they were supposed to go to the first time the tropical room oh. um, and, it's just and, Lila, and it's really cute i really like writing it i can't wait to read it ah, yay so soon august 1st i'm counting down the days like yeah i'm so and excited a, for that there's a peek at the back after the bonus scene of business casual chapter one <gasps> That's awesome. Giving yeah. us just a little taste and then ripping it away from yeah. us. And no. the whole, every main character, every main couple 
appears in that first chapter. So you, you know what Stella and Luca are up to, you know what Beck and Evelyn are up to, and you know what Caleb and Lynn are up to. They all show up in that first chapter. That is so great. Oh, you're giving oh, – we don't deserve you. You're giving us all that we need. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm even more excited now. That's so awesome. Okay, another listener question. I'm dying to know the answer to this. Would you ever co-write a romance novel with Sarah Adams? Dual point of view. <laughs> Someone loves your books and loves Sarah, and they want you to make a book, baby. <laughs> Sorry, that's such I a weird also- I also love Sarah. I think <laughs> um, I'm going to text her and see what she says. Uh, she has a pen name for if we ever do decide to write a book together, but I don't think, I don't think we could do it. We would probably just giggle the whole time with each other. Um, <laughs> we would not get anything productive done. And I am such a control freak with my stories that I would probably, she probably would not want to be my friend anymore. Um, <laughs> But we do, we do have a lot of fun kicking ideas back and forth with each other. And I think the 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 biggest brag and probably the best thing about being an author is all my friends that I'm with, um, author friends. I'm friends with authors now. So yeah. I know that like a lot of my author friends are planning for like their next books and their next books and their next books. And I have so many juicy secrets that I can't sell. I had an, I had an event. I did an event for, oh my God, for In the Weeds with Chloe. Yes, um, I saw that. Who, who is, I I have been a fan of her since before I started writing romance. Um, so for wow. me, that was such a rewarding experience. One, to be her friend. Be, it's just, she's so intelligent. Mm. She's so graceful. She's so kind. I just think she's the bee's knees and I love her. Um <laughs> <laughs> And I know what she's working on right now. And I've read her most recent book that's not out yet. And someone asked a question about an upcoming book. And I was like, and Chloe was like, well, I can't really say anything about it. And I was like, well, I can say like, you guys are going to be really happy. Like I was trying to be real cute and vague. And I like dropped. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I like said who I'm, I'm like, I'm trying not to say it right now again. But like I said, who I said, who the main character would be what like I alluded to it and like Chloe just looked at me and someone goes was a spoiler I was like shit (laughs) you're like oh no I was like oh was was it and then someone asked her another question and my face was like a dead giveaway for the answer I was like I just you I shouldn't they were like they're like are you are they getting new covers and I was like I was like trying so hard not to you're just like "Mm, I don't love anything I was like, uh, yeah, I basically, I know all my friends' secrets, but I, I can't I, share them. Hey, <laughs> that's a flex. That is a flex. The biggest flex in the room. You're like, I know all your favorite author secrets. <laughs> I know a lot. I know a lot. And it's good stuff, too. Oh, like, it's juicy. Stuff, it's but. juicy. Oh. I want the juice, but you know that you can't, you can't give it to me. That's okay. I, I think that is so great. I love that. I, <laughs> you and Sarah. So that will not happen. So sorry to the listeners that want that to happen, but they would just laugh and giggle the whole time. That cracks me up. I feel like that's me and my friend, um, Mikkel, who I used to do this podcast with. We also... We love each other, but we would never be able to do <laughs> anything remotely like 
write a freaking book. She's a writer. And I'm like, if we even try to do that, we'd just be laughing the whole time. So I, I can relate yeah. to that. <laughs> okay, another Sarah Adams question. They just love you and love her. Would any of your characters mix with Sarah Adams' characters? Question mark, question mark, and then seven exclamation points. <laughs> so they're like... I feel like <laughs> that's a Sarah question. I feel like I feel like that can be different from Sarah Adams. Um, we talk about this a lot because um, her Rome, Kentucky series... Um, there's a lot of cross. I feel like Noah and Beckett would be best buds. Oh, 100%. Um, so, yeah. Amelia and Evelyn would be best buds. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Is it no, Layla and, would Layla and Annie be friends? Oh, for sure. And Stella, too. I feel like Stella would just, like, cradle Annie in her arms. Like yes. a little, like a little <laughs> bird. And then, uh, I'm trying to think. Charlie would cause so much trouble. <laughs> Charlie would be so annoying to everyone in Rome. Um, he'd just be eating pie in the pie shop all day. But yeah, I think there would be a lot of crossover. And maybe, yeah, it'll be fun for us to play with those characters, certainly. For sure. Like a little, like, maybe in a newsletter, like a bonus scene of the characters, like, yeah. hanging out. doesn't have to be a whole book. Just think, like, a scene or something would be really fun. Yeah. Just for throw sure. it out there. I'll text that- her that right now. Text her that right now and say, hey, we should do this. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so that plan is not already in the works. I can tell by your eyes. You're not giving away any secrets, so. (laughs) Yeah, that's not any secrets. (laughs) This could be a future thing. It could be a future thing. Okay. And then the last question is, can you tell us anything about your next book, which you told us a little bit? Anything else you want to add before we close that out? Well, I'll talk about Business Casual because I feel like I haven't. Yes, so, tell us about it. Business Casual is the fourth book in the Love Light series. It's Charlie, who is Stella's half-brother, um, and Nova, which is Beckett's youngest and self-proclaimed favorite sister. Um, <laughs> and Nova is very <laughs> reluctantly attracted to Charlie. Um, and has no idea why she likes this giant Dorcas Malorcas of a man. Um, and Charlie is just like, I don't know why you do either, but I'm here for the ride. So Charlie, Charlie is trying to capitalize on Nova's interest, reluctant though it may be. Um, it's probably the sexiest of my books. Um, I gave it to Chloe was reading it for me. Um, and she was like, she texted me and she was like, whoa <laughs> I was like yeah yeah, yeah. whoa yeah I, mean, I, I feel like the heat has sort of been slowly turning up as I with each love light book as I sort of figure out where I'm comfortable in that spectrum and I think right. each couple has a different um heat level and so Charlie and Nova just they are they have a lot of chemistry and they have I think the <laughs> This isn't a spoiler. I think everyone will. The book starts out at a wedding um, and Charlie is in town for the wedding and Charlie is desperately trying to get Nova on the dance floor with him oh, um, and doing, doing, doing his best, doing everything he can. And Beckett is like, wh- Beckett's sitting next to Nova like, what in the hell is this man <laughs> doing right now? And Nova- <laughs> And Nova's like, I think he wants to dance with me. And she just she just says, you know what? 
I am going to go have a good time with Charlie. And that is the start of their story. And it is pretty much <laughs> from there. It's just, they, they were an absolute hoot to write. Like, I think it's the most fun I've ever had writing a book because it's just like the whole time Nova's like, why do I find this man in these stupid khakis so hot? And Charlie's like, I don't know, but, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> yeah. But so, I'm here it was, Yeah. And Charlie, Charlie is just, Charlie's not what I expected him to be either. He's got a lot of layers, my guy. I think he's probably my favorite of the Love Light men. Um, and wow. I think he, yeah, it's a bold statement. I think that is a bold statement. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And I think viewers will really, really love him because he's got, he's, he's a good egg. My he's, Charlie a, boy. he's a good egg. Oh, Charlie. Oh my goodness. I'm like, ah, oh, I am. It's also, it's also the longest book, but I think Ooh, yes. I was talking to my husband yesterday. It's really long. It's like, I think. Gosh, I think it's like, it's, it's a lot, it's long. It's, um, and I was talking to my husband about it the other day. And I think it's because in part, because I wanted to like very, I wanted to wrap up the full, I wanted everyone to feel like fulfilled. Right. You're the, wrapping up the, the whole thing. Yeah. And I wanted to give ample time to like each character. So like, there's a lot of Beckett. There's a lot of Evelyn. There's a lot of. Caleb and Layla, like they all have their moments in there. Right. Yeah. I really want to do that. So I love that. Well, yes, I approve. I'm so glad that it is. It's like more of your books, like more of your words. No problem. No problem over here. Thick books. I love them. I like big books and I cannot lie. I am so, so excited to read it. I, listeners can't see me right now, but I'm grinning like an idiot and I'm pretty sure my jaws are like, I'm in so much pain from just grinning and smiling at you because this has been so much fun. Ah, I'm going to go take a big, long break after this for my mouth. (laughs) Have you seen, oh my gosh, Toy Story 2 when she's like, Barbie is like, I can't keep smiling like this. (laughs) I can't feel my face. Ah, anyways. Um, I will say just a random aside when you were talking about like this being like your spiciest book. Um, I... I feel like I'm generally pretty easy to please as a reader, but there are some times that like, if I read a book that I feel like their love scenes doesn't match their couple relationship, it really like, it just doesn't work for me. I know it might work for other people. Just my opinion is that I, I like when their love scenes match their relationship instead of trying to force a couple into a box yeah. of this is what people want to read or put it in a box yeah. of this is the only thing that people want. People want more, but that wouldn't, to me, it just feels off. Does that make sense? So there'll be books that I will read. Yeah. That I'm like, I yeah. can't, I can't read the scene because I, it doesn't it feel like fit. something that, yeah, it doesn't yeah. fit. It doesn't feel like something the characters would do. It felt like they were trying to please readers instead of work with their characters. Once again, I cannot even imagine how difficult it is to write a book. Authors are amazing. It's just not something that works for me. So what I love about your books, I will say, that when I recommend it, recommend these books to people. So listeners, this is a hard recommendation coming from me for the Love Light Farm series because those love scenes fit the characters so beautifully. It is, it just suits them. It is, I can tell how much love and thought you put into these characters because their scenes match them. They match the relationship. And so when you're talking about Charlie and Nova, 
being like, you're like, oh, it's like my sexiest, spiciest book. It makes sense. Like based mm-hmm. on what I know of them, which is not, you know, it's not a whole book worth, but I know those little tidbits that you've given, it makes complete sense. Does that make sense? What I'm, am I making? Yeah. yeah. It's very, very much like, uh, more so than any of the other couples are trying there. It's like a, it's like a tug of war where they're trying to, they're both trying to wrestle control. And so, yes. and that comes out very physically. And I think for me, it was a challenge of, I typically write like a slower burn where the, the physical payoff is towards the end of the book. Right. But this one was a challenge because <clears throat> they connect physically very quickly. Right. And then you add just go backwards and build the emotional connection right. with their physical physical connection so it's like right their physical connections change throughout the book based on their emotions yes um, and based on like what for me I I like writing intimacy in books because I think it really adds to the character journey it's a way of mm. being vulnerable in a different way with your partner 100%. Um, yeah Nova specifically I really found that like there's a there's a there, there's a lot of intimate scenes because there's a lot of evolution in how the relationship changes with each, with each other throughout the book. And right. like sometimes Nova needs something more than Charlie does. And so the love scene reflects that. And mm. towards the end of the book, the relationship is completely different from where they started. Um, right. And the love scene reflects that too. It's just like comfort levels change, what you need, what you want, who you are as a person. Um intimacy should always I feel like in romance should always serve a purpose in the character's journey Mm -hmm. and I think it's important like I am I am an advocate for the sex scenes and romance are important to the story Mm -hmm. um because they show characters being vulnerable Mm -hmm. in a very very special intimate different way I really I love intimacy and I crave it in what I read right um and sex for me are a great way of, you know, seeing those characters and those intimate moments and details and just like care and love and affection. Um, Even when when they're spinning all around and doing acrobatic stuff. (laughs) I think, I think you can write, you can write really hot sex scenes that are intimate and caring and deeply personal and important to the character's story. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I'm totally with you. I connect so well just for me as a reader. If the emotion is in there, you can tell, mm-hmm. you can just like innately sense it almost that you're like, this is a scene that is building the relationship. It's so emotionally driven. Um, like you said, while also being like really hot it, that it, 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 it can be done. It can be done. And I will yeah. say you do a fantastic job at it. I just, I will say like to listeners, readers that I recommend books to, I know that there's definitely like different levels of comfort with that. And I will say that my comfort level is always, if I can feel the emotion in there, I'm immediately invested. And when I can't, I'm immediately just turned off from it. Does that make sense? And so yeah, I, when I'm reading a book, I'm like, okay, I need, I need that feeling of emotional connection because that's just how it is for me. I know that for everyone it's different, but that's because all of our love stories are different. All of the ways we connect with our partners are different. And that's why it's such fiction. The fictional world is such a beautiful thing because there's something out there for everyone for what they need. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yes. So thank you. It's for funny. Though. 
When it comes to spice ratings, it's funny. Like I see sometimes my books get one chili pepper. Sometimes I get four chili peppers. <laughs> You're like, People, uh... People's perspective of spice is so different. Wildly mm-hmm. different. Yeah. So varied. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Based on what someone says. <laughs> uh, what? Where, where is that coming from? But yeah, it's just like you said, I say it's like with food. Someone's like, oh my gosh, this ghost pepper is killing me. And someone else is like, oh, no, like no problem for me. <laughs> so there's yeah, something exactly. out there for everyone. And I think you're doing a fantastic job. I love your books so much. They just really connect to my level and I know that a lot of other readers feel the same way. They're so emotionally connected to your characters. I feel like I know them. I feel like if I saw them on the street, I would just go hug them. Even Beckett <laughs> for him being like, uh, please don't touch me. <laughs> Anyways, I just, um, <laughs> he'd stiff arm. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. What? He's a, he would he would accept the hug, but reluctantly. A reluctant hugger. See, oh, I love Becca so much. Um, okay, thank you, thank you so much for being on Story Hooked. This has been such a fun time chatting with you, um, talking about your books that you've written, the ones that are in the works. I'm just so glad that able to have this opportunity to chat with you and. Thank you for blessing the romance genre, the romance book world with your books. Just keep doing what you're doing because we are loving it. <laughs> I speak for so all of us. For sure. Okay. So to our listeners, if you haven't read these books yet, once again, I recommend them so much. Business Casual, number four of the Love Light Farm series comes out next year. And this is so exciting. I I cannot recommend these enough. So if you're looking for a small town romance, emotionally driven love romance, just all the good stuff that will just find it'll you'll find you're happy in these books. I guarantee it. Check these out and go just talk to Bex and her. On, I wonder if I can say this. Just go talk to her on her bookstagram thing because she's so kind. <laughs> she's so kind. She lets you nerd out. She's like, you're cute. <laughs> Come see me. I'm always here. Come chat with us about these books because, yeah, we're open. We're going to talk about them. But thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. That's a wrap for this episode of Story Hooked. Remember, every story holds the potential to change your life. Keep exploring and always, always read for joy.